Sinister Myth, How Stories We Tell Perpetuate Violence. This podcast challenges cultural mythologies about sexuality in the West, because so often they encourage, perpetuate, or foster violences against women and minorities. It is supported by an Ohio State Affordable Learning Exchange grant and is created by Zoe Brigley-Thompson and Brendan Walsh. Sinister Myth is produced by Alex Amater, Deborah Eschen, Paul Kotheimer, and Mackenzie Warren. All opinions expressed are solely those of Sinister Myth producers and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of The Ohio State University. Today, we'll be talking about the term emotional labor. Emotional labor, as I've come to define it, is the need to induce or suppress certain emotions to make others around us more comfortable. It's called emotional labor because it ends up using and often draining our emotional resources. Women do a lot more emotional labor in life than men do. It is expected of us by society. The issue with emotional labor is that it is draining, oppressive, and often goes unseen. One obvious example of emotional labor done by women is done in the workplace. Women, especially women in service work, are expected to mask their true emotions in order to appease the customers or their coworkers. Surface acting is one way of performing emotional labor. Um, this can include pasting on a fake smile while dealing with a rude customer or dealing with an insubordinate coworker. Deep acting is another way of performing emotional labor at work. This includes actually changing how one is feeling, like if a restaurant server is telling themselves that customers are guests that don't deserve any consequences of their emotional pain, therefore changing their mood through that logic. Deep acting is less emotionally tolling than surface acting, but it takes more effort to actually change how you're feeling than it is just to paste on a smile in service acting. A personal example of this is from my current job as a receptionist. As the receptionist, I answer all the phone calls, and sometimes the people calling are angry customers. Even though I'm not the one they're angry at, I am the person taking their wrath, but since I'm the receptionist, I have to apologize to them and stay calm and do whatever I can to appease them. After every call like that, I want to scream and cry at the same time. I understand that emotional labor is part of the professionalism expected of me as an employee, But when did professionalism become more important than my mental health? Why are other people's feelings being held over my own? What would happen if I didn't suppress how I was feeling and told the customers how they were making me feel? Well, it'd probably be the same as when other women don't do their emotional labor as expected. If women don't do emotional labor to suppress their true feelings, work labeled as too emotional or aggressive or irrational or other degrading terms. We have to give up our true feelings to make others, usually men, feel better. We are judged more harshly for lacking social skills and criticized for not being sentimental or warm, like when we're criticized for not looking happy and told to smile more. So we go to great lengths to present ourselves in a desirable manner in social interactions. As women, we are basically raised and praised for being self-sacrificing caretakers, even before motherhood. Motherhood is a whole other story about emotional labor that I won't get into today. But women of color are weighed down by emotional labor even more than white women. 
Right now, during the Black Lives Matter movement especially, women of color are expected to do free emotional labor to explain racism, diversity, equity, and racist microaggression to white people. How is that fair? I'll say it again. On top of facing racism and inequalities, women of color are expected to explain it and verify it as a real experience to their perpetrators. In her article, The Emotional Labor of Being a Black Woman in America, Amanda Lynch put it into words really well. She said, We are tired of answering questions about race. We are tired of fighting. We are tired of begging others to see our humanity. We are tired of white fragility. We are tired of silencing our voices out of political correctness and politeness. As I said earlier, and as Lynch communicated there so well, emotional labor is tiring. It's tiring and it's draining and it's not recognized as real labor. But it is real labor. It is hard work. We need to recognize that. So ladies, I recognize your work. I commend you for it. And I'm sorry you have to do it. I want to end this podcast by recognizing another great woman of color that has done emotional and physical labor to explain what emotional labor is to women of color. In her article, Black Relationship Dynamics Demand Emotional Labor from Women, Caitlin Ingram wrote, We are taught to shoot for the stars, but are yanked back by our ankles if we dare to leave Earth's atmosphere. We are taught to strive in our roles as the backbone, the therapist, and the cheerleader, but are reprimanded when we ask for the same support in return, or when we try to be that for ourselves before anyone else. And because our love is rooted in the notion that its strength is measured by our sacrifices, we tend to view focusing on our own well-being as selfishness. Thank you for that, Miss Ingram. And thank you all for listening in.